Hello everybody and welcome to Water Wine Time with Megan Weaver. Life, love, and entertainment. Welcome. I have Sherelle Elon with me today who has been working on a couple of projects last year. You did Major Crimes, Beyond the Lights, which is a huge thing, a huge film that was out for us women of color and men of color and, you know, great film. Reservoir Bitches, excuse my language, <laughs> but this is not a a PG or a G podcast, so we can say that on here. We can say bitches. And Soul USA, which is a project that's dear to you. It's a project that you're working on, that you're yes. writing, producing, starring, and taking all, wearing all types of creative hats in this project. So that's it's great. Right. Yes. I love it when people have passion projects and they're doing something that's, hey, I want to create work for myself. Yes. You know, I want to... This is something I want to do. I'm in this business and I'm connected to it. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about it. What is that project? Well, um, let's go back to the projects that you mentioned. Yeah, we can go I, back. I yeah, any of those things. Mention, um, something about um, having the opportunity to see Gina Prince Bythewood in action mm -hmm. on Beyond the Lights. I mean, my part was very, very small, but having the opportunity to see um, her work with a, a massive group of people on a set. Mm -hmm. I mean, and she kept her cool. It was amazing. It was a lot of fun. And she kept it very um, just laid back. Everybody on her crew was very nice. And if you blink, you'll miss me. <laughs> but that experience was so much more to me than, um, than having, you know, ha having the opportunity to be seen on screen. I played um, a very small part. I played uh, the nurse that showed the main characters into um, the, the the young lady who was uh, sick in the in the uh, hospital, mm -hmm. and so um, it it felt fun for her to just pick me and say her pick her and have me escort the men and give me a little bit of screen time. So yeah. that is always a lot, and it's important um, for um, actresses and actors coming up. Um, you know, it's very valuable to uh, have the opportunity to be seen on camera, but also it's very valuable to see directors, mm. uh, seasoned directors, women directors, mm. black women directors yes. running the show, calling the shots. Um, and then that inspires me to do continue with the project that I'm working on, Seoul USA. Mm. Um, it's, it's inspired by the first women's taekwondo team to compete on the Olympic Games. Um, also, uh, Major Crimes, the day that I was on that show, I played a counselor, an actor playing a counselor in a scene. Oh, so you were an actor playing, playing a counselor. counselor. But you're an actress playing yeah, an actor playing a counselor. Exactly. Okay. okay. And so um, that, that episode was also directed by a woman. Um, and so that kind of access to behind the scenes, both as an actress and a filmmaker, it's inspiring and it's empowering. And so, um, though I had, um, my part wasn't, you know, big, um, it gave me three things. It, it gave me exposure because all of my friends were saying, Sherelle, did I see you on such and such? And I had actually forgotten that I had done those projects because you circulate so mm -hmm, much mm -hmm. um, when, you're, um, <clears throat> when you're rising through up the ladder. 
um, you circulate a lot and you forget some of the things that you do. It's like, I did do and that so, last year, right, didn't I? Exactly. I did. Okay. And so your friends are like, Sherelle, I saw you. And like, oh, thank you so much for, for telling me that you saw me. Thank you. I, you. The director used my face, my look. And mm -hmm. they also, um, they request your look. Mm -hmm. You know, so important things for actors, actors and actresses to know is that use your unique look. My hair was big and huge and curly and natural, mm -hmm. and they like that. Um, and uh, so anyway, that inspired me to um, that continue that kind of energy, that kind of empowerment inspires me to work on Soul USA, inspired by the Olympic gold medalist Lynette Love and Arlene Lemus. Uh, they were the first women to compete on the U.S. Taekwondo team in the Olympic Games in 1988. Wow. And they were the first to bring home the gold medal for the Taekwondo team. And they won the most gold medals, even over the men's team. And wow. they were not going to take the women at first. And so with that said, um, this, mo this screenplay is a must. We must... Uh, tell our stories the way that they need to be told because my goal with So USA, I'm so passionate about it, is because I want to empower young women um, between the ages of 15 and, and 25, mainly because those are the times that you spend independent, mm -hmm. uh, growing up, discovering yourself, what you're capable of, strengthening your your um, yourself, your self-esteem, your confidence. Uh, you're no longer in your mother's or father's house, so you're you're building your life. And um, there are things out in the world that we miss sometimes because we're not aware. Where our senses aren't aware. They've been dulled down and spoiled or sheltered for the most part of our lives. And when we get out in the world, we may not have that confidence to carry through, to, mm -hmm. um, to stay away or to keep certain elements away from us and it, it wears and tears on our self-esteem. Um, and it's very passionate to me because in 88, around that same time that they were fighting the, in the Olympic Games, um, I was, um, I, I'm from Washington, D.C. and I grew up in Northeast. Uh, well, I went to school in Northwest mm -hmm. and that's like a couple of bus rides away, hour, even though <laughs> you can get through Washington, D.C. in 20 minutes because, yeah. you know, it's, it's not that big. And so, but, you know, traveling on the, on the um, public transportation, it takes a while. Mm -hmm. um, well, the school that I went to, I went to Duke Ellington School of the Arts, and my major was radio, TV, film, literary, and media. So this is like, this is my life. This is, these are, this is my career, my, mm -hmm. my uh, development. <clears throat> Leave it before that, though. Mm-hmm. What made you do Taekwondo, like, or to have this film? Uh, rumor has it, do you know, you know some Taekwondo. Yes, I, I was do. like, <laughs> you know a couple moves. You know, this is not like a project where it's like, oh, you know, these are women doing great things. Right. But you're connected to Taekwondo because you can do a little something yourself. I can, yes. And um, I, um, when I was going to do Gallington one night when I was coming home, because we got let out um, in the evening. Mm -hmm. And I was coming home, and I had to walk blocks to get to my house. And so when I was coming home, um, I was walking, minding my business, and these young thugs, mm. I don't know that, you know, I don't know if they were joyriding or whatever, but they decided that 
they were going to get out of their car. One of them got out of his car and came over to me, and he put his arm around me, and he said he had a gun. And I I felt something, but I, you know, my instincts kicked in and said, get him away from you, do something. And so I, something flipped. I, you know, um, jerked him off of me and got away from him. Um, And people were was seeing this unfold, but they didn't do anything. Mm. And so that made me go into panic mode and just, you know, try to get home as fast as I could, thinking that they were going to go on and mind their business, but these guys decided to get in their car and turn around and follow me home and try and run me over with their car. And um, so something in my head said, you know what, you need to um, not go straight home. Go to someone's house. And... um, a friend of my, one of my big brothers in the neighborhood, he lived like a block away from me. So I went and knocked on his door and um, was banging. He lived in an apartment building. So I'm banging on the door and these guys get out the car and they throw, you know, they throw bottles at me and calling me names. And I didn't know these guys from Adam. Oh my gosh. And so luckily <clears throat> someone came to the door and I was able to get upstairs to the, the my, my brother. And um, so anyway, when I got home, he, he took me home and I made it home safely. Um, but when I got home, it was so terrifying, you know, at, as a teenager, you're uh, 16, 15, 16 years old, and when your mother tells you, you know, I'm really sorry that happened to you, but uh, there's nothing I can do for you, that was a moment that really shook me because I had to get to school to get to something that I love. You know, I loved school, I loved the school that I went to, I loved the arts, and I felt like these guys stole a part of me. Mm-hmm. And um, so subconsciously in my mind, I said if I ever had the opportunity to find something that would help rebuild what they took, my mm-hmm. confidence, <clears throat> my assurance, um, I would, and that's when Taekwondo or any martial art, it wasn't necessarily Taekwondo, but it was a martial art that said, you take that class. Mm. And so the years went by at Duke Ellington and I wasn't a happy camper. I was angry because, and I didn't know why, you know, you get to school, you, because you have to go through the elements of Washington DC and it's dark, 8th Street was dark because of the riots. Um, you're constantly walking down the street looking over your shoulder um, but you have to make, you know, you have to make a choice. Are you going to stay at this school and, and do what you need to do to get what you want? Or are you going to play it safe and transfer to a, a closer school and just kind of shelter yourself? <clears throat> and so I chose to stay at Ellington and, um, and, um, <clears throat> and no matter what. And so I carry this anger, you know, get to school, I was mad, but you know, after a couple of hours, maybe I was okay, but you know, um, and, and so at any rate, um, years later, uh, I transferred to Howard cause I went to Florida and in my first year of college, mm-hmm. I transferred to Howard and the moment, you know, it was a requirement that we take a, um, a gym class mm-hmm. <laughs> and I saw Taekwondo. I said, I'm taking this. Like, okay, I got this one. I got, I got this, this one. In the bag. I got this. This mm-hmm. is what I'm going to take. And I took that class. Dr. Young was there. Um, and I was a sophomore. 
And so I didn't know the history of the Taekwondo program. I did not know anything about the Olympics. I didn't know anything about Lynette or Arlene. Um, but I was taking Taekwondo and I liked it. And, you know, Dr. Young was like, well, where were you last year? And, you know, talking mm. about Florida A&M. And I loved Florida A&M, but Howard didn't accept me at first. So mm. I had to, you know, I went to Florida A&M my first year. And Florida A&M didn't have the money to give me to stay. So... I had to transfer to Howard, which mm -hmm. was okay, you know, and that's where I learned about um, Taekwondo by taking the class and I joined the club and then all of this things about the, the program and mm -hmm. how Lynette trained there and how they went to the Olympics. And I was like, whoa, this is an amazing, this is a big thing. Club. This is yeah. a big thing for something like this to happen at a HBCU, Howard University. Um, <clears throat> it's amazing. Mm hmm you know, and I always had a filmmaker mindset, producer mindset, someone who had a nose for news. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my Ellington teachers told me that. He said, you have a nose for news. Because I was always walking around with a camera in my <laughs> hand, recording everything. Yeah. Um, and so um, that, the story stuck in my head the entire time. Every project I ever did circulated around Taekwondo. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, I'm giving up. Wait, I'm going to add a little Taekwondo in there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's I like, but do... this is like in an office setting and it's a library and there are old people. Well, old people can do some Taekwondo. Can do some ta <laughs> yes. Every, We're going to add that in there. You know what? It's funny you should say that because I used to volunteer. I, I was a part of the Frederick Douglass Honor Society and what we did was we went out and did community outreach. And you went to the old people's house. And we, no, Were you no, making no, old no, people no, do taekwondo? No, 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 no. We went to a um, a senior citizen home mm -hmm. to just do. You know, some of the the members did poetry. Mm -hmm. Some of them did um, songs. They sang. Some people. I don't think anybody danced. But I did a taekwondo routine. Really? I sure did. Everything I did had taekwondo in it. You didn't it. bring up somebody? One of the old people? Or seniors? I shouldn't no, call them girl, old people. No, I didn't want you to give them a heart attack. I need a volunteer. <laughs> Sir, you look like you're about to go. Can you no, just go? No, I didn't Today want to Today may be the day. <laughs> I did not want to give those people a heart attack. But yeah. I wanted to show them, I wanted to demonstrate to them that their, their children, their future of today, a, a woman is doing something that isn't traditionally a female thing, mm -hmm. you know, and so that's what I did. I did a, um, a pumse form, um, which are different, uh, different styles of, of Taekwondo mm -hmm. uh, forms. And so, <clears throat> and so, yeah, um, I mean, I ran for Miss School of Communications and my Oh, that Art was your talent. Was, my talent was a taekwondo form. Really? Sure was. Wow, I couldn't even sure imagine. Like, you know, people like, oh, she's going to dance. No. Oh, she's going to sing a song. I don't know why they have a British accent, but that's. <laughs> oh, it's going to be lovely. Like, no, I went from a gown to a um, to my taekwondo uniform in the black belt. Wow. That oh. probably really threw people off. Well, um. The funny thing about it, was, uh -uh, I was like, I know this got to be. You have to have some story attached to this. The funny thing about no it was that, um, well, I know that they had a spotlight on us, uh, mm -hmm. and I noticed that when you have that spotlight on, they have all the other lights out. Mm -hmm. That spotlight in your eye, you could fall off the stage, and so I told them, don't, don't, please don't turn that spotlight on, because I won't be able to. Um, I'll fall off the stage because mm -hmm. I'll be blinded by the light. And so they turned off the spotlight, but they didn't turn on the house lights. 
I wanted oh. to turn the house lights, so I did the whole thing in the dark, in basically. dark. <laughs> it's like, uh, But it's fine, because I knew my thing. I knew, you know. How to get around, what to, what to have, do. Yeah, but to have the light in your face was, was um, definitely. And I remember this girl, like, in a fashion show we did one year in high school. They had the spotlight in her eye. She fell off the stage. So I was kind of, like, trying to remember that. Too. You were like, I'm not going <laughs> to let that be she, me. No. I'm not, I'm not you, falling that's off. That's embarrassing. This. That is very embarrassing. Embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I don't care what celebrity or fashion show, runway, or even Michelle from Destiny's <laughs> Child. You <laughs> know? Yeah. I was just like, man. Look, mm, they try to take that off the internet I and it's not circulating. Yeah. <laughs> I don't ever want it. that to be me. Knock on wood, please. Hello. <laughs> I had a look. I was like. <laughs> or this, please. Yeah. Oh dear God, don't let me be the one to ever fall off the stage, going right. out to accept my award for anything, because yeah. it would be embarrassing. I'll try. I'll play it off. Absolutely. I'll try something to play it off, oh, but it's but, still embarrassing. Right. And and to have that in, you know, I would rather be in the dark, which I do have it on videotape, but it's dark. <laughs> so um, I would not want to be known for falling off the stage at Howard University. Yeah. You know, doing a pageant. Mm -hmm. um, but other projects that I did, I did a talk show with my roommate. She was a host, and you know everything evolved around Taekwondo when it came to my film projects. Mm -hmm. And so, um, fast forward till today with Soul USA, um, I just know what Taekwondo did for me, mm -hmm. and I know it just changed my life. I've been all over the world. Um, I have met so many people. I used to be very, very introverted, very, very shy, um, and I, I still am. I just know, you know, my confidence is just so different. You know, I know what I need to do to get out of my shell, mm -hmm. and I definitely know that uh, Taekwondo had something to do with that. I know how to navigate um, any city. You know, I've been to Guadalajara, Mexico. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been to Mexico City, and, you know, this was a while ago, but it's like, you know, I've never been to these places before. But, you know, I, I don't think those are the safest cities either. I don't know, because no. I know there are certain parts of yeah. Mexico and every place that's safe. I'm like, yeah, girl, did you the demonstrate we, any Taekwondo? We were bold enough, and, you know, I was with a Howard University group, but, um, you know, we had our daily schedule. But a, a, one, of our, my, one of my friends from the group, we were like, let's go to, um, a, you know, one of the beaches. And we didn't know exactly where this beach was oh or how we needed to get there, but... You know, we didn't, our confidence was so high and we believed in ourselves and, you know, we didn't look like we, you know, we carried ourselves in a way where, you know, you're not going to mess with us and get away. Mm -hmm, and get um, away with it. Yeah. Unharmed. You know, we're going to harm you. Yeah. <laughs> if you, if you, you, you come and mess with me, we, you will you, be harmed. You will be harmed. <laughs> yeah. That's all and you need to know. <laughs> that's it. Now, if you don't want to be harmed, harmed if you want to go out about your day and continue to do whatever you're doing then I'm not the one to mess with. Right. Maybe this little small person over here, right. meek and mild, maybe them. Not yeah. Me. yeah, and we didn't attract that kind of energy. I mean, um, country, you know, the countryside, people who lived on the countryside were very, very nice and very, very um, humble, hospitable um, mm. in Mexico. So we had a really good time, and we just knew, you know, your instincts are really high when you, when you study a martial art of any form. Your instincts are just very, very just high. Heightened. Yeah. They're just heightened, and so... Um, that's what I want to do with Soul USA. I want to introduce, you know, I know it's a part of the American fabric already. You mm -hmm. know, we just need to know, okay, well, how did this start? Mm -hmm. And who has, has accomplished so much with it? You know, people don't know that, um, you know, in Taekwondo or in any martial art, the people that travel in that circle, 
just brilliant minds. I mean, at Howard University, the people who were in my in the Taekwondo club were like surgeons at you know they're at the top of their career. They were in physics majors and engineers and mm -hmm. you know and everyone was pretty was at the top of their game. They really brought that program at Howard really brought um, a lot of the GPAs at Howard up hmm. because you it, it's like two go together. You know if you study I don't know what it is about martial arts but it definitely increases your focus mm. and so that likely had and your your work ethic and your discipline because um, our instructor Dr. Yang did not settle you know it's like you know you don't you learn not not to um, I won't say you you live life a certain way it's a certain mm -hmm. discipline that you you know you you accept excellence is what it is and everyone in there were looking for excellence in everything that they did. Mm. And so, um, and it was a fun thing, it was a natural thing. It wasn't like anything forced on you. Like, if you don't get an A, you know, you're going to get beat down in Taekwondo. It's like, no. Well, I it don't want to like, do that. <laughs> in Taekwondo, you are fighting for your life. Mm. Even in sparring, even in, in training, you know, you get in there and, and you're going to spar for your life. And so everything else is easy. You know, when you come out of there, you're like, damn, I just took that butt whooping. Like, I did that. I can handle the rest <laughs> of the like, I can that handle everybody hard. else. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. interesting. <laughs> now, going back to your Duke Ellington days, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I've you actually started, you went back. A lot of people don't always go back and do something like, oh, I want to help out with my school mm -hmm. or, you know, oh, yeah, I went to Duke Ellington. I went to this school. I did that. And it's like, all right, cool. That's it. But you actually went back and started a day. The National Media Day. I did, and the thing about it is that um, Duke Ellington is a very special school. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like a, um, it's like a conservatory. It's like, yeah. and we're family, for the most part. You know, we. And tell me a little bit about for those that are listening that don't know Duke Ellington. What kind of school is um, it? Duke you know? Ellington School of the Arts is in Washington D.C. It's in Georgetown. It was started by Mike Malone and Peggy Cooper K. Fritz. Uh, Debbie Allen taught there for for a minute, and um, and it is a, a special. It's an art school. They have dance program. They have um, visual arts, uh, vocal department. It's it's fame basically. Mm -hmm. That's what the real it is. life fame. The yeah. real life fame. Um, and um, my program came in nineteen around nineteen eighty. 88, 87, around 86, around mm -hmm. that time. And um, I was, my focus was, uh, like I said, radio, TV, and film. Mm -hmm. And um, your day, my your national media, oh, media day. day. Okay. You're like, yeah, so we got, we know what Duke Ellington is, but then yeah, you went back and started national, what is that yeah, day? What okay. is, how does so that work? That started because my first journey out here to Los Angeles, um, my mentor, Paula Bond, she said I need to go to this um, mentor conference. And basically what it was, was a lot of the industry executives, uh, everybody from TV shows came down to this conference to talk to people interested in getting mm -hmm. into the entertainment industry. And from there, I just, you know, was able to network. Had I not had that, I would not have been able to connect with a lot of people in the industry. Mm -hmm. And so I had gotten into graduate school, so that's what happened. I, I didn't stay in L.A. my first time. I went to uh, Syracuse to go to grad school. Okay. And so that, that 
just stuck with me. That experience stuck with me. And I thought, you know, I need to do something like this for my high school. Uh, again, my high school is very special. And it's important for those youngsters to network with their alum, to network with people in the industry, because it is such a vacuum. You know, we get mm -hmm. caught up in the, that one little world, Duke Ellington. I mean, mm -hmm. it makes you feel like you're a star. Um, and a, you're almost disconnected because these kids perform at the White House. They mm. interview the president. They, um, they're getting that real-life experience. But when they come out, and I know that for me, had I not ventured out and started to push myself to network, then you kind of lose sight of your journey. You know, you're kind of like, it's something already in place that you can travel you know, the road, the journey that you can travel to build your career. But um, we don't know about it. And mm -hmm. so what I wanted to do was I, want, I started the um, media day. Um, I don't know if it still goes on, but I became a, a member of the National Association of Multi-Ethnicity and Communications. And with that, um, I partnered with them, and they, you know, it was, it's an organization filled with people in the industry in that area. So we mm -hmm. had executives from uh, BET come down from, uh, we hosted it at the Museum, which is, um, was out in, in Roslyn at the time. They moved down to the mall as a, as a oh, late yeah. though. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> it was close to USA Today. And so we had people in the industry focused on communications come down and talk to my, you know, the Duke Ellington family in, in literary and media. And we also had, um, you know, I had someone come down from Syracuse University. Nice. Which is, a, you know, number one school in communications. Mm -hmm. um, and also, um, you know, from Howard, from, you know, so they can see, okay, from here I can go to these schools because these are the schools that will get me where I need to go to get out in the industry. Mm -hmm. um, and so then they were able to see, okay, I specialize in this. So we had editors come out and, you know, we had photographers, we had everybody, you know, in different fields come out and talk to them. And so we had that until I came out here to Los Angeles, which was 10 years ago, but I'm not sure if they still have it. Mm -hmm. You know, so if someone's you know, continuing, if someone is continuing, continuing at is. a different venue, because it did move over to Howard at some point, mm -hmm. you know, went from mm -hmm. Duke Ellington to the museum and it moved over to Howard. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I'm not sure um, if it's continued. So mm -hmm. I left that kind of legacy. I hope somebody. Yeah, it's it like I started something. So I need you to kind of keep it going. I can't. I'm not I'm in D.C. the country. I live know? over here now. Yeah. So I need someone to pass the torch to keep it moving. Yeah. yeah. But what I am doing, you know, because. My passion is I love um, empowering youngsters. They are our future. Mm -hmm. You know, um, one of my uh, teachers in grade school, because, you know, when you're teenagers, you don't really, you like, kid, get out of my face, you know. But mm -hmm. one of my teachers really said something. Um, my history teacher, Mr. Harris, I have to say his name, because mm -hmm. he, he gave me that thought, is that, you know, these are our, our, our future. And if we don't show them the way, they're lost. Mm -hmm. We are lost. And so one thing I know I am very, very passionate about and I'm just adamant about is educating mm -hmm. our youngsters in any kind of way, shape or form, if it's formal, informal, whatever, is trying to get them to understand the importance of thinking for themselves mm -hmm. and getting the information that they need for themselves. Information is so powerful, you know, and so it really makes me upset when these youngsters 
I can call them youngsters because I'm grown, but um, <laughs> I'm grown. You're a youngster. And, you know, it makes me upset when they say things to me like, that's what's wrong with the world. Adults don't listen to kids. Mm. I'm like, but you've only been here for a certain amount of time. I'm hearing what you're saying. I'm listening to what they're saying. And a lot of kids give excuses of why they won't do, any, do something or why they won't get the information. Not all of them, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of yeah. them. They're like, well, I got kicked out of school. I'm like, okay. Get your, get your education some kind of way. Mm-hmm. I don't care how you got kicked out. I don't care what, what was you in did, your way. But it's up to you. At some point, you need to start reading books on your own. Maybe you didn't get, a, get along with that teacher. You didn't vibe well with what they were saying. And maybe that what they were teaching you wasn't completely true. Yeah. You need to decide, that's not true. I'm going to go find some information to make it truth for me. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're lost if they don't. And like I said, I've been, you know, I've had, I love education. Anytime I get the opportunity to learn something, mm-hmm. I do. And whether it's taking a class or picking up a book or doing some research, Making some phone calls. Mm-hmm. I am hungry for that knowledge, and I want our youngsters to do that. And so that was the, um, the inspiration behind starting the Media Day because it's about information and travel. And once we cut that off, you got to start all over you gotta again. You got to start from scratch. I'm yeah. tired of starting all over again. Like, I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time, and I'm tired of our children starting all over again. Mm-hmm. So it seems like you have this mentor's mentality. <laughs> As I'm hearing you talk, I'm like, man, you know, and then because there are so many kids like that are that don't know, mm-hmm. or they have teachers, they have their parents that aren't there for them. They're working so many jobs or single parent households, mm-hmm. you know, dads over here, or you know, kids with classrooms where it's like 30 kids in a classroom. Yeah, 30 kids in a classroom. And it's like, how do you feel special? Or how do you learn from that when they're not there? So do you have anyone that you mentor or I, I know you mentored your, mentioned your mentee or your mentor. Yes. I've had several mentors, and, they, and a lot of them did not know they were my mentor. Um, but um, I've taken a lot of, of what they taught me. And, yes, I, 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 I see youngsters or, you know, people wanting to do things. I'm like, okay, I know how you can do that, but I'm not going to tell you how to do that. Mm-hmm. I am going to guide you so that you can empower yourself to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working with a young lady. She's in, um, she just started with my internship program. Um, her name is Amira. I won't say her last name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she, um, she wants to do event, uh, event planning. And I know a lot about event planning, but I know also about running your own business. Mm-hmm. And that's what I also I instill in youngsters that I talk to or partners of any project that I'm working on, I instill in them, you know, you're not an intern, you're a partner. And I want you to start thinking about how are you gonna market yourself and how are you gonna represent yourself? Because right now with this internship program, (coughs) you're gonna be reaching out to people and you're gonna be making an impression. And you're at the stage now, usually youngsters are at a stage where they have to start making an impression so that they, when they get out, lots of people know them who can help them go to where they need to go. And so they have to start building their brand, 
um, making an impression, their reputation is on the line. So they need to start implementing those skills that they're learning in school mm -hmm. and how they promote themselves within this internship program. And so um, I'm, I'm guiding her. And when I say guide, I'm not telling her what to do. Like my internship programs, they were, okay, go make a copy of this or um, answering phones. And all that is said good. Yeah. It's a skill. Okay, it is a skill and it does help you. But you also have to know how to apply what you learn in school. Mm -hmm. and you have to test the waters and make phone calls. You know, I learned how to make phone calls. I used to be afraid of the phone mm -hmm. um, and authority. Uh, I had a teacher, you know, she was like, this is at Duke Ellington. Um, I was calling out to do an article at this school. I was going to interview a, um, <clears throat> a coach of this, a mentor, like mm -hmm. to these young women. And I called the school, and the lady on the other end was rude to me because I think she heard my voice as a young, young person. Uh, it's like, no, and no. So, and and I, I don't even know if she heard me because I used to be very shy and quiet. And I bet she probably didn't even hear me and just hung up. You know, she could have been hard of hearing. <laughs> it's like, hello, no, I'm grown. Yeah. I'm a grown, I'm an adult. Listen. She hung up on me, and I was floored. I hung up the phone, and my teacher didn't even turn around. She was sitting right there listening to me. She said, pick it up and call again. I said, what? No. <laughs> she said, do it again. I said, so I picked up the phone and called back and was able to um, make the phone call. But I always remember that moment because when I was, um, I worked at ABC News 2020 in primetime. And part of my job was to manage the interns. Mm -hmm. And I loved it because I would get interns coming in and they were so, some, a couple of them, not all of them. Mm -hmm. I would put them in situations where they were doing like, like the people working, like professionals were mm. doing, like, um, <clears throat> but a couple of them would come in, they were really, really shy, and they had to handle the phones, and, um, you know what them? it makes me think, uh-huh, that, that she set that up, like, I wonder if, if she knew the other person, the other line, and said, hang up on her, I just want to see how she could take it, or see how you were going to handle that situation, I don't think she no, did, no, she did, no, but she it's did. funny, as I'm uh, like, I'm like, I wonder if that was like a test, <laughs> Well, who my teacher? Yeah. Well, she um she knew me. Mm -hmm. And she knew me. I was she knew I was an introvert and I was extremely shy. Mm -hmm. I didn't say I didn't smile and talk to anybody. I was an introvert. Complete mm -hmm. wallflower. People knew me but they didn't know anything about me because I didn't talk that much. Mm -hmm. And so it took a long time for me to get to the point of, you know, talking and and grooming and, and finishing myself, you know. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm glad I did all that because I was able to um help you know, the interns that were coming in. And I would, you know, they had to answer the phones. And one of my, a um, couple of my interns, it was so shy and quiet. And I would sit there and I would say, yeah, that used to be me. But they're <laughs> going to be seasoned when they get out of here. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, and people would claim, would, would try to um, come down on them. I'm like, look, they just got here. Yeah, Let new. them learn how it works. And, and what is the internship? <clears throat> what is the company that, the internship that the kids are, that you're working with? You said it was an internship program? Yeah, it was an internship at um, ABC News 2020 in prime mm. time. Oh, the one out here, but you said no, you have it in D.C. The one that you're doing Oh, the with... one with me with Seoul USA? Okay. I just started it. Okay, so that's yeah. with Seoul USA, the yeah. internship program. New, yeah, and okay. I'm still seeking interns for social media, okay. if anyone's interested. We're plugging that out there. <laughs> plugging it out there. Um, but yeah, I give them that experience of, you have a question, okay. What's your question? Think about your question before you ask me because you can Google it. Mm -hmm. 
And if you can't find it on Google, then you come to me. But there's so many things out there that... You can find out everything on the internet. Yeah. Or pick up a book. <laughs> yeah. And I come from the background of um, you find the material first, then show me what it is that you found. Mm -hmm. But to ask me a question. So I, I'm really strengthening those because at that age, you're used to just taking direction. You know, our parents do it. We just give them the information as opposed to showing them how to give themselves because it saves time. It's so much easier to mm -hmm. say, go do this, as opposed to, well, how would you do that? Mm-hmm. It's true. So, so it's by the time... It's retraining your brain, yeah. you know, instead of saying like, okay, oh, this is the answer, that's what it is, end of story. Okay, so now I just believe that's the end of it, end yeah. of story. Instead of you finding it out and using your brain, okay, let me figure out why such and such, or let me figure out how to do this or whatever. You know, because as an adult, if you learn as a kid, mm -hmm. you become like that as an adult. Absolutely. But if you train a child that way to think for themselves and to use their resources and things around them, then as an adult, they say, hey, I know how to do it. Absolutely. If I don't know how to do it, I'm going to figure it out. I don't need to go ask my parents and figure it out because now I can do it. I know how to figure out how to do it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And um, with that, you become more marketable in, in the working world. Um, you know what to look out for. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not as green or naive, mm -hmm. you know, as people may think, because you still got to deal with that. Oh, you look very young for your age. It's and like, I can't change it. Yeah. This is what yeah. I was given. Right. Yeah. So people will read you, but you have to be, you know, I always. Um, so that's what I work on. I mentor my interns. In addition to, um, you know, give them hands-on work to do. Mm -hmm. um, I don't. I want them to walk away with substance. Mm -hmm. You know, and I also I mentor other you know uh, young people who want to be you know get into the acting world. You know, and I, they don't intern for me. I just give them advice and suggestions, and mm -hmm. um, I love it when they actually do it. <laughs> yeah, and then they come it. back, and it's like this is what I did, and show it's like. <gasps> You did it. Yeah. You did it. You did absolutely. It's so rewarding. It's very rewarding. Um, I get frustrated when they don't listen and then I have to back away because, you know, it's time lost and you feel like, you know, you've been used as opposed to, you know, someone actually um, learning and growing from mm -hmm. what you help, you know, what you've instilled in them. So, but yet yeah, it's, it's an important part of me, you know, and I know that, and some people don't get it. Some people are not like that. Mm -hmm. And I, I get it. You know, you got certain people in the world. I happen to be one of those people who, um, I care. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, yeah. that's why I mentor. <laughs> so how did you make it out to LA? You know, originally being, you know, growing up in DC, you know, I, you know, you make that journey. It's like, oh, do I go to New York? Do I go here? What made you choose L.A.? You know, well, how'd that um, happen? I, I came out to L.A. for the first time in 95. And um, I, I, I stayed away from New York, you know, even in my college years because it's just so cold up there. I'm a weather temperamental person. <laughs> yes. I'm the same way. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's warm in L.A. and it's mm -hmm. cold in New York. I mean, that's one reason. That's not the only reason. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was my main reason. I do not like cold weather in L.A. I mean, I got out here in 95 and I fell in love. You know, I was like, 
I want to get back there. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't have a car when I first came out, and that was kind of my um, setback. But I had applied to go to grad school, and grad school was one of my main things I wanted Mm -hmm. to do, too. And the thing about these journeys for me was that I was going into the unknown, not knowing whether I was going to be able to sustain myself financially Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, succeed um, degree-wise. You know, I wasn't sure, was I going to get this degree? You know, it takes a lot of work. And... But both experiences, in a nutshell, just um, em- empowered my faith in myself. Mm. And so when the second time coming out to L.A. happened, um, I had no, no uh, doubt that I was going to, you know, I'm definitely going to stay. You know, um, so many things happened, you know, that you just know you're in the right place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and you're on the right journey. And, um, you know, I started uh, behind the scenes in corporate. Uh, but I, I made the decision that, you know, corporate isn't for me. A nine to five or behind the scenes just wasn't me, mm-hmm. you know, in an office. Uh, I did a lot, you know, I thought I wanted to get into um, programming aspect where you're reading scripts and deciding what scripts should be made, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, well, it's just a box mm-hmm. for me, and my, my creative mind was always thinking outside of the box. You were like with the arms and legs sticking out of the box. Always like, outside of the box. You head know, sticking I out. I found myself um, doing my own work at work. I found myself um, going on auditions and <laughs> sneaking away, you know. Mm-hmm. I've done that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm sick. Yeah. And, or- <laughs> and they were like, Megan, I know you're not sick. sick. I'm like, but I'm not missing this. I'm sorry. Right. It's but don't just, fire me. I need this job. No, right. <laughs> and so, or you take your lunch breaks and, you know, you're not giving your 100%, you know, mm-hmm. and they're letting you get by with not doing 100%. I'm just like, you know, you need somebody who's going to get you where you need to exactly. go. Exactly. And I'm just not that person. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I never um, got my work ethic was enough to stay in that job but it wasn't my 100 and mm-hmm. if I give something my 100 then it's you know like what I'm doing now with Soul USA with um with um you know acting uh committing to the craft mm-hmm. it's 100 plus mm-hmm. you know I know this is where I belong you know I should have been here a long time ago but everything happens for a reason for a reason yeah it I happens what needs to happen it happens because I I know the business side I have some skill set in that I know the um, the writing side. I'm not a. I'm not perfect at it, but I know things to look for. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that gave me that discipline, and I'm not mad at it at all. Yeah, you know, it's I, a different aspect. You get to learn everything. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say outside of all acting, you know, we uh-huh. do have a personal life. <laughs> yeah, we, we live. Like <laughs> we try. We try to live. You <laughs> we know, try. we try. Since it, we're on set and we're doing stuff, and it's twelve hours, fourteen hours, even the whole daggone day, we're on set. Yeah. But you know, we have to exhale. We and do. I mean, the name of my podcast is Water or Wine. Water or Wine. And your choice today is water. Yes. And I'm glad you chose water because uh-huh. I actually shot a podcast yesterday and we did not have water. Mm-hmm. We had mimosas and I was like, I hope, please. I hope it's just a water today because <laughs> I don't drink that often. So I was like, okay, mm, let me get a break. Uh, do you have a drink of choice? Do you, you know, go out or... Um. Okay, Which, what do you choice. do for fun? Or, and oh, okay. your, what is your drink of choice first? Well, um, actually it is water. Okay. Because um, I'm such a health fanatic. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm a fanatic, but my diet is very strict when it mm-hmm. comes to um, food is because my body doesn't tolerate certain things and I yeah. listen to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't like being hurt digesting wise. Yeah, no, I agree. I believe in <laughs> my strict digestion. I ended up in the emergency room because I had too much salt. And I oh actually absolutely loved, um, it was a soy product. Now, I can't eat too much of that anyway. Mm-hmm. Soy products, I took that out of my diet. But I had ended up in the emergency room because I had vertigo because it was too mm-hmm. much sodium in, in what I was eating. And so I had to take that out. Um, but so to go with that, I have a very uh, temperamental digestive system so I have to be careful Mm -hmm. um but I do drink wine every now and then Mm -hmm. um I only need one glass and I'm I'm down but you said one glass and like half of a glass (laughs) it's like oh this is such I have a glass of wine sip I'm like oh okay well that's Um, it well she's out for the day uh, I can't I I'm not a I don't drink a lot of alcohol Mm -hmm. so I won't say out for the day but I'm off on a different it puts you in a different. It puts you in a different zone. Like okay, yeah. I'm feeling this wine. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so um, I but I do yeah I like uh, Chianti is one of my favorite wines. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I discovered um, uh, peach. What is it? What's the name of that? Oh, it will come to me. Plum wine. Oh. I haven't had a plum. I had a peach plum flavored wine. wine. <laughs> I don't know what brand, but it was peach. Yes. But I haven't had plum wine. It's plum good. Wine. It's sweet. Let it's me like t- sweet. Plum wine. Plum okay, wine. I'll have to check plum that out. Wine. Uh, Chianti is good. I do like um, uh, another one of my favorites. I can't think of it right now, but um, yeah, I, I'm a wine. I like wine. Mm, I had a, a port mm-hmm. for during Valentine's weekend or on Valentine's Day. And, that was actually pretty good. It's yeah. strong. Oh, yeah? But I don't think it, you know, I made me too drunk. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, is my tolerance going somewhere? I don't really drink much, so I don't know. But I enjoyed the flavor of it. Yeah. It was a port. And they say that ports are like the dessert wine. Yeah. And it was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. You know, I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. I was like, I think I want to have I love dark port. chocolate. Um, oh, yeah. Without, um, like... I like it mine with raw sugar, not the refined, not the uh, processed sugar. Mm-hmm. It has to be refined sugar and no milk in it because I don't eat dairy. I'm a vegan. Okay. Yeah, and so um, that's how strict my diet is. And mm. it just, for me, I never, you know, I don't know. I'm always a conscious person. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like to dull my senses mm-hmm. because I like to take in information. Mm-hmm. That's my being. And that's so true. It does mess so you up. Everything to me is information. Mm-hmm. And so, not to sound mystical or spooky, but, um, like, I, you know, when I, I stopped processing my hair with chemicals, you know, and things like that, and I don't know, I just like to stay very natural mm-hmm. in everything, in every, you know, part of myself. And so, um, when I go out, I'm usually driving myself, so I don't drink, because I have to drive myself home, and I have to be responsible. Of course. Know, responsible mm-hmm. with that. Um, we promote safe driving on this podcast. Safe yes. driving on the podcast. Um, <laughs> Be safe. And also, you know, when you're going out with yourself, even though if you, with, you know, you meet up with your girls, etc., you still have to be aware of who's watching you, who's around, because mm-hmm. you know, you just never know. You know, you want to be aware and alert. Mm-hmm. You know, and so. Um, but for fun, yes, I do go out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you do? Where do you go out? Do you single go out? ladies have to go out. Yeah, so they have to go out. <laughs> well. Um, I like to do a lot of things, like, um, 
uh, I found uh, certain groups that would do like art exhibits. You know, I love going to like art galleries and seeing things like that. Um, or, you know, I can kick back and, you know, I'll go partying sometimes. I love going to concerts. My favorite, of course, is Prince. Oh, yeah. I um, went to that concert. <laughs> it was, what, two years ago? Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. He puts on a show. Girl. He performs. Always. Always. Uh, yeah. Always. <laughs> Always. And so, <laughs> and so, but I love going to different, you know, like I go to, like I like um, live bands or, you know, um, I love, I used to go salsa dancing, especially out here in LA because mm-hmm. they have the live conga dance uh, mm-hmm. players and um, I'm not a great salsa dancer, but you know, I but take you're having fun. Yeah, and the guys know how to do it. So and they're supposed to be leading you anyway. They, yeah. So yeah, yeah you don't have to be doing all the fancy stuff. Mm-mm. Right. And so um, other things I like to do, I need to get back out there and get on the golf course again. I I was taking that and doing that. I like to learn different things, you know, um, like uh, starting to do a little piano lessons for myself. Okay. And mm-hmm. so. Um, it's coming along, but you know, um, other things. I love being creative. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can put things together. Like uh, I don't know, I like puzzles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it exercises my brain. Things mm-hmm. like that. Um, movies, of course, love movies. Uh, what else? Uh, that's odd. Not odd, but um, I love the outdoors. Going hiking, mm-hmm. and we took a hike uh, around. They have like mountains not mountains but cliffs around the beach that you can go and walk alongside hmm. the beach and um what is the name it's closer to san pedro yeah san pedro okay okay they have a nice so that's a little bit further it's a further yeah I've been i taking, don't know north south east or, but further out from where we are currently right yeah right. i've been taking advantage of the la scenes and the hmm. la sites and just you know doing different things you know i'm i'm not a i like to stay at home too but when I do something, I like for it to be a learning experience, something different and fun. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like I said, I love the outdoors. So hiking is, is a main thing for me. You know, I love swimming and, mm-hmm. you know, roller skating, all that yeah. kind of stuff, but in a different place. Mm-hmm. Well, I know you mentioned, um, how about someone joining you? I know you said you were <laughs> single. So is there a gentleman that's around well, that you want to no. bring on board um, or... Uh, do you, are you interested in dating, or is it just not something in your forefront that you're targeting right now? Well, you know, I think um, for anybody, especially women in the industry, it's it's hard to, um, to, to meet that person that you vibe with mm-hmm. um, because it's a, such a busy industry. People move all the time around. Mm-hmm. And so to get someone to... <laughs> be steady for just a like, minute. Stay there. Just a minute. <laughs> Even myself, you know. Um, you know, it's it's hard, but it's it's possible. It's just a matter of okay, if the right person came along, then absolutely, you know, no, you make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you know, um, with that said, um, I am single. <laughs> <laughs> I am single. I. Don't have any, I yeah. I am single, and I'll, I'll just say that, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a very, when it comes to stuff like that, I'm very, very quiet and private, mm-hmm. you know, um, my friends will tell you, 
all right, Sherelle, I'm not going to tell anybody who yeah. what. I was like, never mind, I'm not going to say. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very, very private in that, that moment. You know, I think it's because, uh, you know, something like that is very special. And mm-hmm. to put it out on blast or anything that, you know, you have in the making is um, kind of waters it down. Mm-hmm. It's funny you said that because I watched the, uh, the Today Show mm-hmm. in the morning and Hoda, I think, was dating someone and she didn't want to tell anybody and she kind of kept it. You just saw his boots. You saw that she was dating. There were like, pictures of his boots. And I'm like, okay. And then someone who actually works for the show, of course, they hang out and know each other outside mm-hmm. of work. And she said his name while they're actually in, And they bleeped it. Oh, okay. And yeah. she said, oh my gosh, was I not supposed to say anything? They're mm-hmm. like, no, not yet. And now it's public, but she's like very similar, wants everything yeah. to be, you know, private, yeah, well, I will which say, is understandable. Yeah, you know? I will say that, yes, I am single. And when the the that information becomes available, I probably won't say anything anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's just... Or when it changes from when, single yeah, to exactly. not single. When it changes to not single. Or he, so, he knows. I won't, he you knows. know. He will know. He will and, know, and you know. And, and at the I end know, of the day, that's all that that's matters. All that matters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's important to anybody else. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I like that. What about, have you gone on dates? Do you have a worst date ever? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you like, said that very quickly. You said, yes, there's that one, there's that one. <laughs> well, um, I think this, okay, um, I, I went out with this guy I met, and, um, he started speaking. I didn't know where I was going, first of all. And so I called him to get directions. And when he gave me directions in yardage, as opposed to landmarks or mm-hmm. street names. <laughs> Two kilometers to the left. Exactly. What? <laughs> I was like, maybe I should turn around and go home. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, how? What? But I said, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot, you know, and see. Maybe he's just his intellect. Because I like... I like intellect, you know, Mm -hmm. I like a good story and I like Mm -hmm. a story that makes sense, you know, um, so I went out with him and it was so horrible. It was so horrible because bottom, bottom line was that he was controlling and I sensed that Mm. and I was like, I'm never going out with this guy again. But, um, he was very controlling, like. He was just trying to get information to learn about who I was. And so he's asking questions. And I was like, okay, we're just sharing information. Yeah, like we're just talking, hanging out. Then I'm telling him, you know, the things that I was planning on doing. And he was like, oh, no, you're not going to do that. You should do da 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 And I was like, or why would you do that? And da 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 I was like, okay. Um, But long story short, he was so aggressive in his thought process. And I'm pretty sure he probably thought he wasn't. But <clears throat> he was military. Mm-hmm. Not to give military men a bad name because not all of them are like no, that. Not everybody's the same. <laughs> he but was. he was like, but he that can be an attribute of right. me. Right. <laughs> he was just over aggressive, and um, I'm very sensitive, and especially in moments like that, because you're telling somebody about yourself, and you're very, you're vulnerable. You're vulnerable. Yeah. Right. And so <laughs> I started crying. Oh no! On the date? <laughs> oh my gosh! No! get up and leave that would be rude um but the thing is too was that this is another thing you drive yourself i drove drove to his house and we drove in his car mm. so he had his car 
and I had to get back to my car. You gotta so get I couldn't back get up to his leave. house. But I did excuse myself from the table. And when I came back, I, he was like, "Are you ready to go?" I said, "Yes." <laughs> yes, please. I said, "Yes, please, and thank you." Yes, yes please, thank you. Take <laughs> me back to my car. And, and I was so mad because at the time I, you know, I I, I would eat seafood, and um, the sandwich was the best sandwich I had ever had. It was a, um, I think it was crab legs or some crab crab meat crab cake. Out in LA. No, this is in D.C. Okay, I was going to say, I need to, well, yeah, you said crab, that's in Maryland, <laughs> no, D.C. it's in okay. Maryland, D.C., mm. and it was the best I had had. I was like, mm, but I couldn't finish it because mm. I was so upset. And so I was, he was like, are you going to eat that? I said, no. He's like, no. He said, he said, well, he said, well, be ashamed for it to go to waste. He packed it up and Oh, so he took your sandwich. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, you might as well just take it if I'm not going to eat it. Right, right. Okay, so then I get out here to L.A. That was one. I get out here to L.A. And I'm at this event. And I meet this guy. And I'm like, oh, my. He's handsome. And he came up to me, did all the right things. You know, asked me for my number. Was real polite. I was like, okay, maybe. I'm like, oh, he's nice. Nice guy. Right, nice guy. And so he starts to um communicate. You know, we start emailing. Well, I can't recall if he called me or he emailed me first. He emailed me first. Mm-hmm. And so, because I was, you know, I was at work when he did. And so then um, when we finally talked, bottom line was he lived with his baby's mother. But he said he lived, he stayed on the couch. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't no, thank you. <laughs> the couch eventually going to get uncomfortable. Right. And then you're going to be like, so, uh. It doesn't matter. I was like, oh, you live with your baby mother. That's yeah. That's for me to say bye. You you're going to stay with her. Different. You're yeah. going to, y'all going to be dipping. Right. Y'all going to be messing around. Let's right. be, let's be grown. We grown folks here. Right. It's like not even, I, that was enough for me. I was like, you know, I'm happy in my life. I'm extremely happy right now. You don't need that. I don't that. need your drama. Yeah. Like, bye. I don't need your drama. <laughs> right. Bye, Felicia. Like, bye. Right. Bye, Tyrone. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so <clears throat> those are the kinds of experience that um, that I've had. But, you know, I don't think it's a problem. You know, I, I'm not a desperate woman. And I'm yeah. not, you know, I'm not like, um, you know, it's not hard for me to get a date, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I, I don't think it is for any woman. It's hard for them to get a date. Maybe some, but not the ones that I know or, mm-hmm. you know, myself. Um, I think it's a matter of I don't like to um, date and not think it's something there. You don't want to waste your time and just be dating people that there's nothing. Right. And I'm yeah, very wasting your time now. Right. And I'm very, um, I'm very old fashioned. I mean, I'm not like. Um, I mean, some people do find uh, dating, online dating, helpful to them. Mm-hmm. Not me. Yes. I'm just not. <laughs> no Tinder? Because, plenty of fish? No match or whatever? No, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I did put a profile on a couple of them, but mm-hmm. the feeling that I got wasn't um, true for me. You know, I pick up, I have to be physically connected or physically not connected but physically introduced to somebody mm-hmm. I mean you know because I, I have to you know it's some things that that you pick up on that okay yeah we, we, we vibe we get along we mm-hmm. have things that are familiar you know we we're communicating you know um, internet to me for me and this is a personal thing is that um, 
I can't see your eyes. I can't see your expressions mm-hmm. in your face. You know, are you, are they awkward? Are they comfortable? Are they, you know, I pick up on the nonverbals, mm-hmm. and I can't get that in a, in a, in, a, in a, on a video screen. I mean, on a computer screen, I can't see that. That's true. You know, so works for some people. It just doesn't you're like work it's for not me. my cup of tea. It's just not me. <laughs> it's like that's for you, but not for me. Right. I need to meet people I the good old fashioned way. Yeah, I have to meet hey. people. Out and I go out and about, you know. I I, I get out a lot and, um, you know, if my friends are visiting, I'll go hang out with them and maybe come across a new crowd of people and mm-hmm. there. But um, it's not easy. Um, as far as you know, work. I don't date people I work with. You know, that's mm-hmm. not. It's not uh, because you have to, interest. Yeah. It's conflict of interest, and you have mm-hmm. to see people again. I mean, unless it's like way over the top and it's just like no this is something it's something here mm-hmm. you know you feel it i feel it let's see what it's all about yeah you know and then you know in the long run we become friends and that's you know if it's not meant to be anything more then we're good friends. yeah work it from there it's like let's be friends and yeah, see if we should be entertaining this okay now we're going into that let's see if this is a relationship kind of thing yeah and mm-hmm. i think that's the smart thing to do because you know um i don't know i think a lot of um I'm like, this is my own personal thing. I can't speak for anybody else. But for me, I've always been conscious of, okay, what's the vibe? Am I getting a, okay, you're a brother to me? Like, we get along that way? Um, then, yeah, we get along, and we're supposed to be siblings. You know, mm-hmm. we're supposed to help each other out in that way. It's mm-hmm. so much better for who we are. Um, but then on the opposite side, you know, guys will be like, no, it's supposed, and they'll get mad at me if, you know, if we, if, I don't cross that line of, mm. you know, so. But <clears throat> in the long run, they'll realize that, oh, yeah, I get it now. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just supposed to be, be these kind of friends. And we can stay in each other's space, and it's not awkward, you know, whereas those in the past who have, may have crossed that line with them, and mm-hmm. they're not um, friends anymore, and they can't stay in each other anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. how helpful is that? Then it's worse. It's like, it's oh, worse. now you guys aren't even yeah. friends. But you know up front, you know up front the level in which this friendship is supposed to be. And sometimes friends do become more than friends, but I know for me, I have, you know, I make sure that, okay, because I don't like hurting people's feelings, and, mm-hmm. you know, they'll forgive me in the long run. Like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, you're right. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I get it. So. so we are wrapping up our oh, okay. podcast, <laughs> like, but before we go, uh-huh. I want you to plug and let us know what show you're working on now, uh, what the play that you're doing, so where people can check out your show. Oh well, right now um, I'm in. I will be playing uh, Mrs. Mueller in a play called Doubt, directed by Mark Kaplan, and it's going to be at the Repertory East Playhouse in Newhall, California, and that's March second through April fourth. Yeah, I like that. Check out the website. It's at uh, rep.org and where can people find you just in case you're like oh my gosh I don't know where it is like social media you know um, what do you have? they can go to Twitter that's my first name underscore last name at Twitter and Facebook that's my first name and last name um, I have a like page on Facebook and that's how they can find me Sounds good. I like that. Okay. So giving you guys a close up, my name is Megan Weaver, and you can find me on Twitter, uh, Bacon Eatin' Megan. 
And everyone always looks me like, what? But we'll say that later. <laughs> and on Instagram, it's Megan A. Weaver. And I have a fan page on Facebook. So thank you so much for joining me for our podcast. <laughs> I really appreciate it. I've had a blast. So thank you guys for listening. And I will hear from you next time. I, wasn't, I always want to say see you later. But I'm like, I won't see you guys <laughs> you'll later. You'll hear from us later. You'll hear from, later. Yeah, you'll hear from me later. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Bye.